0: Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show up and running, by the way, uh, being reported that the Jets are now in touch with Odell Beckham Jr. No way. Yep. Uh, Sports Illustrated, the Jets reportedly now are in touch with Odell Beckham Jr. So that just came out about uh, 10 minutes ago. Just kind of saw that cross the wire. So there you go. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670, 867 uh, 1670 Joining us now over on the hotline, uh, our guy, Bill Huber uh, of Sports Illustrated. You can see his stuff uh, at Bill or, uh, at Bill Huber SI over on Twitter. Bill, how you doing today, man?
1: I'm great. How about you?
0: Uh, doing good. St. Patrick's Day. There's probably some green beer in my future. I know that, some uh, college <laughs> hoops, but... Uh, never any i mean I, I would assume it's probably with you this the same i mean anywhere and everywhere you go somebody's saying what the hell's going on what happened what you know when is all this going to come down you know is is that uh pretty much uh, your life right now
1: um uh, not thankfully the heavy part of it's over with him at least making public what we've all kind of known so now it's just the trade you know what were they getting getting compensation i i just think you know maybe You've got the same thing from your from your listeners and the people who call in too. But I mean, I think I think people, by and large, are happy with this outcome. Um, they recognize Aaron Rodgers' greatness, and they also recognize it's time to move on. So, is, is that what you've gathered from from the show? Is, yeah. is people are, yeah. are happy about this? I, I think, Bill,
0: I, I think that they really would love to see Rodgers come back and have an MVP season and take him to a Super Bowl, but I think the uh, the what I've called Rodgers fatigue is now overwhelming to many people and they're just like, just move on. Just just get this done with. They don't really... At this point, you want to see what Jordan Love has, but nobody has the confidence that suddenly this is going to become a Super Bowl season, but I think they're more of the, of the mindset of, just, this is, this is old. This is just, we're done with it. Stop with all the crap, Aaron. Stop with trying to control the narrative. Stop with Throwing everybody under the bus, but you just just stop. And I think that's where people are at right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you go eight and nine, right? That's it's easier to swallow whatever if you're going thirteen right. and four all the time and have a chance to win a Super Bowl. These um, you go from two straight NFC Championship games to one and out in, in the divisional round to not even making the playoffs. Um, and I, I think that's the Packers' vantage point too, right? At some point, you got to understand that it's not going to happen. It's time, i don't want to say cut your losses, but it's—it's it's time to, it's time to hit the reset button. And I, and I think that's what you're seeing with you know Lazard Lim and Tony Lim too. It's, it's the reset button. I've written about it before. I'm going to write about it again today. Um, this is the time for the Packers to, to get a fresh start. And I'm not talking at quarterback. I'm talking everything.
0: So, and I, you know, we were talking about the article that uh, I I pulled out of the ringer today that I was reading and I thought, you know, it was, it was really well-written. It was a lot of the things that I think a lot of us were thinking it was just put into a good verbiage, but now, like you said, now you just got to kind of move on and the Packers have lost some pieces. uh, No doubt about it. Jerron Reed is gone. Tanya is gone. Lazard is gone. So how, how much needs to be done now this offseason through this draft and via whatever they can spend via free agency, what all has to be done for this team to have any kind of a competitive shot going into the upcoming twenty twenty three season?
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's the defense, right? I mean this is that's the side of the ball where there's gonna be some stability. Um I'm not sure what they're doing with Dean Lowry or whatever. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna have to beef up the D line. Um safety seems like a real conundrum at this point, but you, you paid the corners, you're gonna get Rashawn Gary back. And, you know, it's gonna be, have to be the defense initially and then what is what is jordan love i mean we don't know right but if he's a at least a confident starting quarterback and you and it's that cliched year two jump from from watson and dobbs which i think people expect but we'll see if it actually happens but you get those guys to take a jump love is who you think maybe he was in the philly game and you know the old line is going to be solid if those guys can stay healthy and if you drop the tight end it's one if i just gave you but if those things happen, and I don't think any of this stuff's far-fetched, right? These guys will be fine. I mean, not—I'm not talking like they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I don't, I don't think they're going to fall off the face of the earth either. And then it's that pressing the reset button that I hit on earlier. Now, 2024 comes around. You've got you're not handcuffed cap-wise, and now maybe you can go build something.
0: What do you think the value is? Uh, reasonably, as we all know, we're sitting here with somewhat of a stalemate right now between the Packers and the Jets. What is? What is reasonable compensation in your eyes for where this whole negotiation is going to fall?
1: Yeah, I would say a first. I mean, I've talked, I talk. I mean, I talked to a guy last night. And he still says it's going to be a first round pick. Um, now that comes with the caveat. Maybe, maybe it's a second round pick, and you get a good player. Right? I mean, it's going to be something where, where you add it all together. It's a first round pick. That's that's what I think. Um, I maybe it's in twenty twenty four. Right? I mean, I, I maybe they take the draft pick. In 2024, again, it, there's there's the, the Jets are going to want that first round pick. I get it; they're trying to win a championship, and then not having that first round pick isn't going to help them. So, in Green Bay's cap problems, maybe you're better off taking the pick next year. We don't have to absorb the cap charge, and I realize it's not going to be a good of a first round pick. But maybe you get compensated with something extra to make up for too. So, I still think first rounder, or it's going to be a second and a pretty good player. You know, not not one of their stars, but a good player on a rookie contract, but something where if you add. X, Y, and Z together, it's a first-rounder, and, and then a little bit more, probably.
0: The, uh, you know, I, I was, we were at a Super Bowl, and I had talked to Charles Woodson about the days when he was going against Aaron Rodgers when Rodgers ran the scout team. And I, I had asked him, how do you know? How, how do you know if a guy has it? And he said, you know, I, we just knew. You could just tell he was eating us up. He was, he was just throwing passes in only places that his guys could get it. He just we, we, He was almost indefensible. So I ask you because he told me he said, "Hey, go go to Jair, go to Adrian Amos, go to these guys, and say how good is Jordan Love." You tell me from conversations you've had behind the scenes, and you don't have to get specific with names, but you tell me what is the optimism for Jordan Love?
1: Yeah, it's there. I don't think it's as high as Charles saying, um, which makes sense for me. Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest players of all time, so right? I, I, that's by unfair bar, but um, I'm trying to go through my DMs right now. Um, he threw a holy bleep pass almost every day. Okay. so Jordan Love did. Um, Jordan Love, yeah. He threw a holy okay. bleep pass almost every day at practice. That's that's the quote. So um, that sounds good. Look, he, he looked good in Philly, and I realized that it was nine passes and ten snaps, and the Eagles didn't give a rip at that point because the game was over. But he looked like a guy who knew what he was doing, didn't he?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, we'll see. um but man, the guys the guys got some talent, and you know again, if if Watson and Dobbs are who the Packers think they are, there's gonna be some opportunities there for some easy completions and that's gonna help things. And and the old line should be fine too, I realize that took took a lot of crap last year. but give me a healthy David Bakhtiari. you got Josh Diamond with a whole training camp and a whole offseason season to get ready for right tackle, which you didn't have last year. Zach Tom fits in there somewhere. that line'll be fine, right? So you give the quarterback some time and you give him some weapons. We'll be all right.
0: I, uh, it, which I completely agree with. I thought the line was a mess early on with the pitch count for Bakhtiari back and forth for Josh Nyman, Elton Jenkins coming off the knee injury. I mean, I, I, completely agree with you. It was kind of a mishmash early on. I, uh, I, I look at this and, and I kind of see where we're at today and I listen to what Rogers had to say as Rogers goes through the, the explanation uh, of, you know, Hey, something changed. I, I don't know what happened And uh, Do you buy that? Because uh, I said all along that I thought if Rogers just says, "Hey, I'm back. I'm ready to go. I'm all in. Let's do this." I, I think he's back. I get the sense that they probably talked, tried to talk to him, called him, and you know we heard that uh, the reports coming out of Green Bay that he didn't get right back to people, wasn't really um, you know available so to speak, and I you know I I wouldn't blame the Packers for picking up the phone. If somebody was calling him and saying, "Hey, you know, we we we'd like to talk to you about Aaron Rodgers," I I wouldn't blame Gudikins for listening. I don't think that's necessarily shopping him, but do you do you get the sense that this is kind of a one sided narrative right now until Gudikin speaks?
1: Yeah, probably. I know I know it's easy. Early's trying to look into the nefarious stuff or whatever, but maybe it's just as simple as they took a step back at the end of the season. Look, took a look at Aaron Rodgers' contract. This is like the least worst time to get rid of him. You know what? We drafted Jordan Love in the first round. He's progressed. He looked when we played him. He looked at a practice. It's time to go make the move. Maybe that's maybe it's just nothing more complicated than that. Maybe that's what changes. Mm-hmm. The Packers figured, hey, you know what? This is the time to do it. We're not we're not going anywhere. We're going the wrong way as a franchise. We don't have the cap space to do anything to get better. We're kind of spinning our wheels here and kind of sliding backward. I think it's just as simple as that. It's time for Jordan Love to be the quarterback, I and mean, nothing nothing more than that.
0: Do you think if Rodgers at the end of the season would have said, I'm all in, I'm ready to go, let's do this, I want to run it back, and I'm going to work my ass off to get back, to get us back to the postseason and ultimately win a championship, do you think he's back as a quarterback? Because I remember sitting down with Favre after they were gonna, on the day they were going to retire Favre's number, and I said, if you would have done it differently, he said, if I would have done it and told Ted and Mike, I'm coming back, I'm ready to go, I'm all in, and I was enthusiastic and, and open about it. That he said I would have been the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Do you think? Because I, I I believe that sometimes egos close the doors when you really want the door to remain open. I think the same thing happened with Aaron Rodgers.
1: That's a good question. I don't I don't have, I don't have a good answer for you. Um, I would say they would go to Jordan Love anyway. I think they had, really had, okay. I, I again just because I think if he, if he's ready to play, he's ready to play. I mean, what what does you draft the guy for, right? To be a mascot mm-hmm. so it's it's if, he's time, if it's time for him to play it's time for him to play um you know even riders at the when he was going through the injury stuff you know in, in november i mean he even acknowledged you know that that could be the reality right at, at the end of the season when they were, were struggling they even he acknowledged that it might be time for him to make the change at least at the end of the season um so yeah i i think it's jordan loves time regardless
0: um, do you think uh, that all of the narrative around Jordan Love is 100, percent and the only thing we have to see is if he can win?
1: Yeah, probably, right? Look, in, in, you know, you, you mentioned talking to Charles about. It. I mean, all those practice reps. And look, I, I get that it's practice, but those matter. Those practice reps matter because he's he's leading mostly backups. Right? When he's on the scuffing, he's leading a bunch of backups against Green Bay's number one defense. If you can lead a bunch of mm-hmm. backups, Against your starters and make plays, then you're good enough, right? So yeah, you, you've got to you've got to make it happen in, in in real life. And you know, you look at Rogers' first year where he was a good player, but they went six and ten, and I want to say down the stretch they went one and seven, with six losses by one score. So I mean, all that's 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 the growing team that you got to go through. So again, if you're if you think Lowe's well, ready to start, at some point you just got to rip the bandaid off and go with it. You know, get this. You know, if history repeats itself, get the learning curve stuff out of the way this year so that you're ready in 2024 to actually be a, a winning football team.
0: Do you, uh, give me your thoughts on Matt LaFleur? I mean, Matt, I've said that uh, the last couple of years, it seems like Matt LaFleur was doing a ton of tap dancing, trying to protect the quarterback, trying to worry about ego and and still massage a team and still call plays. And I, 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 you know, now that Rodgers will be, I will, I believe he'll be gone. I believe he's going to be under center in New York come uh, the beginning of the season. Do we see a different Matt LaFleur? Yeah.
1: No. Because it's gonna be the same thing, right? But he's still gonna to have to protect the quarterback, right? I mean he's still he's still gonna say all the right things about Jordan and protect him and take the blame <clears throat> excuse me, take the blame when things go wrong. Um, it might be more of what he wants to do on offense, but that's not a criticism either. Right? I mean you you have to adjust to to who you have the quarterback. So I don't think it'll be a tremendous change. I mean he's still gonna to have to especially in year one of these starting of a starting Jordan Love where there's going to be a lot of pressure on the kid. Um, there'll be unfair comparisons for him. I think there'll be a lot of protecting him. It'll be, it'll be a different kind of protecting than it was for Rodgers, but the will probably have to be the same kind of tamp dancing, too. Uh, so, uh, is there going
0: to – yeah, <laughs> do, do, you, do, you, do you get this – I, I kind of described it as the cloud lifted. You know, you don't have the pressure of just being – kind of beholden to Aaron Rodgers to make sure that he's happy. And now you're just now you got your quarterback. Now you can sure, just run your team. You know what I mean? Now you just run your team.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Um, it'll be interesting where you know how much autonomy loves going to have at the line of scrimmage because I, I realize that the coach likes to run his plays. But at the end of the day, you have to run the plays. And if the defense is giving you a look that takes away that play, they can run the play anyway. So that, that's going to be an interesting dynamic of how that evolves um and it might involve between week one and week eighteen too of mm-hmm. how much how much freedom you give Jordan. I mean, I realize that Lafleur was giving a lot of crap, at least publicly, about letting Aaron do what he wanted. But to some extent, that's the way to go, right? I mean, if, if, if at the end of the day, the quarterback has the last say of things. If the defense is going to give him this, look, you should go do something else, right? So that, right. that's an interesting dynamic how that's all going to shake out this year.
0: If you were going to, like, write a book about everything that's happened over, say, the last 30 years, if you had to put a title to it, what would it be?
1: Whew, that's a good one there. Um, I know I I wrote wrote a headline once, that you know, the the dynasty that wasn't. That's not a bad said, Man, oh, man, these guys should have won five or six, right? But if it's all this unbelievable stuff happening, just, I mean, look at the Rogers stuff where – you know, 20, you know, 2009 when they're on, on the rise, you know, the defense gets obliterated and then Rodgers gets tackled by the face mask, there's no penalty, They lose that way. You know, 2011, Joe Philbin's dad or Joe Philbin's son dies. Um, you've got, what, three overtime losses where the offense never got the ball and you got everything that went wrong in the Seattle game and you know, 2015, which mm-hmm. that team wasn't any good anyway, but they, they get all the Hail Marys. <laughs> the portion the overtime and Larry Fitzgerald goes through 75 and they lose that game. The number of ways that these guys lost games, is amazing, right? And I realize the pro-Rodgers crowd points to everything else, and the anti-Rodgers crowd points to Rodgers, but it's everything. And that Seattle game was like the personification of it. It was everything. Rodgers didn't play well enough. The special teams blew it. The defense, it was just everything. David Bakhtiari's ACL in 2020, that team beats the Buccaneers, right? Mm-hmm. That team goes to the Super Bowl if Bakhtiari, because they get five sacks against the offensive tackles that game. Right. Like, everything that could possibly sit in the way of these guys winning another Super Bowl that's what happened. It is the damnedest thing ever. The amount of things that went wrong over the last just the Riders era. that obviously far stuff you gone. Go back on that yeah. too.
0: No, that's a that's a hell of a title for the last thirty years. The dynasty that was not good stuff. Bill, always a pleasure. But I'm sure we're going to talk more, and I'm sure there's going to be more that uh, develops. But uh, as it does, we'll uh, we'll touch base. Okay.
1: All right. Take care, Bill. Have a good one. All
0: right, All right buddy. You too. There you go. That's our buddy Bill Huber uh, at Bill Huber NFL. And uh, covers, uh, you know, the Packers for Sports Illustrated. And you can read his stuff there. The dynasty that wasn't. That is a hell of a headline. The dynasty that wasn't. And, man, how true that is. How true that is. I mean, you think about everything, as he mentioned, everything that went wrong for this franchise not to have more Super Bowls appearances for that matter not just super bowl appearances but uh but the dynasty that wasn't man that's uh that's a good point of reference that's really good stuff thanks to bill huber for joining us for a couple of minutes this portion of the program brought to you by our buddy at Dwayne's cover it all d-u-a-n-e-s Dwayne's cover it all and whether it's boat covers awnings uh, he can do gym equipment, office equipment, so much more. Go to Dwayne, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's CoverItAll.com, 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. It's up in Wasau, but it doesn't matter wherever you're at. Uh, you know, I mentioned the other day that our buddy Stoley from uh, Stoley's Hog Alley is uh, having him do the sales and such for their new uh, deck out out uh, on top of the new building, on top of the renovation. He's you know, All you got to do is give him the measurements. Say, this is what I need. He can make it. He, he can even come down and install it, whatever it happens to be. Great stuff. If it's awnings, it doesn't matter. If it's a business, if it's something that has to go out in front of your, your office or something to that effect, or office furniture, boat covers, travel covers, bimini tops, you name it, he can do it. That's our buddy at Dwayne's, coveritall.com. 715 870 2119. More of The Bill Michael Show. Now. This is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone
1: Radio Network.
0: have you bill michaels show portion brought to you by our friends at smoke on the water in sloppy joe's uh, smoke on the water on okachi lake right there on wisconsin avenue really good food uh, huge downstairs bands entertainment all that kind of good stuff and uh, sloppy joe's on hubertus road in hubertus just uh, east of holy hill and uh, that's a just a good old-fashioned wisconsin bar and I'm sure if you're looking for a good fish fry tonight, either place is good, but uh, Sloppy Joe's is just that that good old, it's like you're going to walk in in the old-fashioned sitting on the bar, there's the fish fry, and you're just like, okay, I'm home. Uh, it's just that good. Uh, try either one of them out. Both places, fantastic. Uh, again, Smoke on the Water on Okachi Lake, Sloppy Joe's on Hubertus, in Hubertus, tremendous place to go. Um, the um, This is from uh, Mr. Dave who says, uh, what happens if Aaron Rodgers – Comes back with a chip on his shoulder and wins an MVP and takes the Jets deep into the postseason. What will Packers fans say then? Um, I would say, me personally, I would probably say it was expected. Right? I mean, uh, I I picture Rodgers coming back with a chip on his shoulder. I picture him playing. I said I think. Uh, I said at the beginning of the the week, I said that uh, I thought Rodgers would be maybe like third in voting for the MVP and probably maybe a 10-win season out of the Jets, and they won't win the division. I I, I don't think they can win their division, but I think maybe they get in as a wild card and maybe they're a one-and-done. That was my prediction. So, um, you know, take it for what it's worth. How would you feel about that? I think a lot of people would probably say something to the effect of, "Eh, they got to the postseason, but same old, same old." And then if you're a if you're a Rodgers basher, you'll say, "Well, he choked again and didn't lead him lead him to a win." And if you're the you know pro Aaron Rodgers guy, you'll say, "Look what he did to a franchise that couldn't seem to get to the postseason to save their life. He took them to the playoffs." So I, I, I that's kind of where I'm at. I don't know if that means a hill of beans to you. I don't know if you feel like that's a good thing, a bad thing, or indifferent. I, I That I don't know. But that's kind of what my prediction is. Speaking of predictions, Ben, last night uh, when I was doing the uh, the, the speech down at the Wisconsin Club, uh, one of the guys who knows you and I kind of placed the bets on certain things. Uh, we were talking about, you know, over and under on Brewers wins. And then uh, it came to pass on the Christian Yelich home run total. Have we decided on that yet? I have not written anything
2: down. Okay. I don't remember the number we had.
0: Uh, It's sitting at 18 and a half. Okay.
2: Yeah, I'll take the over easily. I I might even give you 20.
0: I took the under on that. Um, but he does look like he's off to a much better better start this year in spring training than he has been over the last couple of years. He's hitting the ball well. Grant Bills is out there.
2: I got firsthand reports last night that Yelich is, quote, huge. Huge as in he's bulked up? Huge. I don't know. I don't know how it compares to previous. Maybe it's Grant's (laughs) first time in a locker
0: room. (laughs) Okay, But he's huge. (laughs) <laughs> okay, here, here's here's my thing. This would be my question to Grant. Maybe we get Grant on the program. My question to Grant would be this. If he sits there and watches batting practice, how many balls has Christian Yellich taken out of the park? And the reason I ask is because when he was at, in, like, the heyday, it was like a clinic. It was just whack, 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 ball after ball after ball after ball after ball out of the ballpark. And then the year that I saw him, uh, well, this time three years ago. It was today, three years ago, when the world shut down, remember. So it was on the 14th of March, three years ago, and they were getting ready to sign Christian Yelich to that contract extension. And I was sitting there at batting practice, and he was hitting a lot of long fly ball outs. He was hitting a few of them that were, like, pulled down the lines nothing was going out of the ballpark nothing and I thought well maybe it's just every, maybe maybe it's just the day maybe it's a breeze and then other guys were just you know pulling a ball out of the ballpark all over the place he wasn't hitting anything out of the ballpark so my question would be is if grant's sitting there watching spring training watching batting practice is more than 50 percent of the balls that he's he's ripping on going out of the ballpark or only one or two, or just one or none, what's he doing? That would be what I'd want to know. Right. I remember I remember when he was first came in and we're sitting there watching batting practice and I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's putting on a clinic. He had tons of power. Grant will so join cool. us at 118. There we go. Asking you shall receive. Was he listening or uh, did you just text him? I texted him. I found
2: okay. the text, the the exact quote. It was at, uh, I had not texted him. It was at Wednesday at 3.53 p.m. Yelich is effing huge, man. Okay. And then he asked me how the dentist was going. And I said
0: <laughs> uh, quite poorly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So we'll uh, find out what the effing huge stands for. And then we'll ask him about Yelich and batting practice and see if he wants to jump in on the 18 and a half over or under I hope he hits over 20 home runs this year I really do but I've now put a uh a 50 plus dollar bottle of bourbon on it is where I'm at Oh is that what we're doing Uh I well that's what I did last night if you and I want to do that that's fine I'll do that I got to check my finances get back to you <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't want no, you know, bottle of muscatel or you know, Mad Dog Twenty Twenty coming my way. So, are you a bourbon drinker? I enjoy it.
2: Do you I, okay? I wouldn't say I'm a drinker of it, but I like what to do drink you do, it. Pay that? Okay. No, I like to drink it, but I'm not a bourbon drinker. <laughs> There's a clear line,
0: right? Like, right. Uh, no, I, I, yeah, you. In bourbon is a uh, bourbon. By no means is a chugging drink. It is a sipping, fine cigar, nice sit down, relaxing drink. And uh, and if you really get crazy with it, I mix it every now and then um, with like a side, a really good cider, and oh, just it's such a good drink, such a good mixer. Oh, I'll
2: take a bourbon old fashioned over brandy.
0: Bourbon old-fashioned. 100% of the time. Yeah, bourbon old-fashioned is good, too. Uh, The uh, the question that you had, which now has 473 votes, and I'm going to retweet it, is which franchise uh, do people feel is going to have the most success over the next six seasons? Is that going to be the Packers or the Jets? And I thought about where both of these are, and uh, 76.1% say it's going to be the Packers. And I would I would probably go in that direction, and here's the reason why. One is the Jets are notorious for not having consistent success. Two, Rodgers is only going to play there a year, maybe two, and they're going to turn it over to the idiot Zach Wilson because they're going to hope Zach Wilson learns from Aaron Rodgers in some way, shape, or form. Um, but it really is going to be dependent upon quarterback play. We all know that. So you have to believe, okay, which is better, Jordan Love or Zach Wilson? At this point, I'd say Jordan Love, and that's not even seeing Jordan Love because we know what the ills of Zach Wilson are. So if you want to look at the next six seasons in that light. So I would agree with the poll question. I would agree with where most pollsters are right now, and that is 76.1% say it's going to be the Green Bay Packers over that period of time, the next six seasons. Do you agree? I do. I do. Yeah, I I think when you look at the NFC,
2: and even with Love, they're probably closer to the top of it than maybe Rodgers would be. The biggest thing I kept coming back to is, yeah, the Packers have the freedom to reshape the roster. And when you go six years, that's going to be a lot of post-Rodgers years there. And I thought about the worst-case scenario for the Packers and for the Jets. For the Jets with Rodgers, the worst-case scenario is complete disaster. He's not good enough. They don't win. He retires. They're screwed with money. They have a good team, and they can't find a quarterback. Mm. For the Packers, I think the worst-case scenario with Jordan Love is he's bad, and then they have a top-five pick, and then they go draft Caleb Williams or Drake May, where I think it's much more manageable in that case. Like, if the Jets don't win a Super Bowl with Rodgers, I think it's a failure, and I don't think they will. So, yeah, they might win a playoff game or two next season. But could the Packers over the next six years surpass that? I think easily. I think they should. I think they should be expected
0: to. I would uh, – I'll say this. When when the Packers get out of this, you know, this this salary cap issue that they're going to have now they're going to carry with them for probably in the next couple of years, um, first of all, you know, you have to think two things. One is that they're going to have some money to spend. So that can pull you out of whatever doldrums or downslide you might be in. The second thing is, do you believe in the drafting capability of Brian Goodikens? That's what you got to ask yourself. Do you believe in the drafting capability of Brian Goodikens? Because if you don't, then you're in for a long, long, long pain uh, grouping of pain and suffering. If you go back to uh, go back to 2018, 2019, 2019 top three: Rashawn Gary, Darnell Savage Jr. Even though he did have a down year last year, and Elton Jenkins still there's still performers on this team. Jair in 2018 still performer on this team. The rest. No MVS, no Equanemia St. Brown, no J.K. Scott, no Cole Madison, no Jamon Moore, no Jay Sternberger, uh, Kingsley Kiki, you know, no Ty Summers. They're all gone. Everybody's gone. The only one that's kind of hung around has kind of been on and off Dexter Williams as a backup running back, but that's it. Everybody else gone. The Jordan Love pick is going to be the defining pick, obviously. But you've got A.J. Dillon, and after that, you know John Runyon obviously has been solid. Jake Hansen is a backup. Who who else am I missing here? Um, Josiah Aguara, the third round draft choice, which has been so elusive for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, maybe he's going to see more playing time this year. Maybe he's going to be more of the Swiss Army knife that they wanted to use him as. You know, we'll wait and see. But you know, but do you believe Brian Gutekunst as a talent evaluator and drafter? Because you're coming off of a year in which you didn't get a lot out of Stokes early on, and then he got hurt. Josh Myers has been solid backup. Amari Rogers, you booted to the curb. There's Royce Newman, TJ Slayton, Shamar Jean-Charles. Um, after that, I mean, you got rid of Kylan Hill, Cole Van Lannon, Isaiah McDuffie. And in the meantime, you got Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt, Christian Watson, um, Sean Ryan, who had the PED issue this year, third-round draft choice. <laughs> Uh, but after that, you got Romeo Dobbs, Zach Tom, who played well, Kingsley and Gabari. And Gabari, I thought, played extremely well for the circumstances he was thrown into to be the outside linebacker. Um, and then Samari Torre, uh, the backup offensive lineman, uh, Rasheed Walker is still there, defensive tackle Jonathan Ford. So you got some guys hanging around. But you've got to believe if over the next two, three years, that if he's a good drafter, that you're going to continue to replenish the team with talent and depth. But you've got to hit with guys that are going to be pro bowlers at least once a year. You know? Is that going to be Stokes when he comes back? Is that going to be Jordan Love this season? Is Rashawn Gary going to return to form? Is Elton Jenkins going to be a pro bowler again? You know, is it going to be Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt, Christian Watson? Do they all emerge? Zach Tom. Does he solidify on the offensive line? Did he get bigger, stronger? Because he's, re- he's really more of a, of a guard than he is a tackle, but does he then really kind of fight for that right tackle position? You know, So if you've got some of those guys there and you continue to accentuate the team with new faces, then you would say, yeah, over the next five, six years, you're in a pretty good position. You're going to be pretty good. But if not, oof, oof, not going to be the best of situations. 877 867 1670. 877 867 1670. You want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and hit us up. Stay tuned. More on the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket,
1: this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.